Welcome to GoPro, a podcast dedicated to giving athletes the tools to transition, transform, and achieve their greater purpose in life. Get ready to go pro. Hey everyone, welcome back to the GoPro podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in week in and week out to learn, grow, and transition. I'm so excited to be back on the air with you all. We have a great episode today in store centered around self-awareness. And when I think of self-awareness, the first quote that comes to mind is from Charles Cooley. Here's what he said. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Our identity is wrapped up in what we think others think of us. I'm going to run that back one more time because it's a very deep quote and it takes a minute to really conceptualize what's going on and marinate. Cooley said, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Our identity is wrapped up in what we think others think of us. The two most important leadership characteristics our emotional intelligence and self-awareness, the ability to read nonverbal cues, control emotions, and empathize with others are necessities for building and sustaining healthy relationships. So today we're going to discuss one of the most effective tools for developing self-awareness, and that is Jahari's window. Now, I know some of you are wondering, what the heck is a Jahari's window? I know I was in that same boat. It sounds like a hidden dimension off of Star Trek or something. So a little background on Jahari's window. It's a self-awareness tool and using it can give you a clear picture of who you are and how you're viewed by others. It was created by two psychologists, Joseph Luft and Harrington Ingram back in 1955. And it helps you take the next step in becoming a bold and courageous leader. It allows you to get a deeper understanding of your leadership in regards to your sphere of influence. In other words, the people you encounter day in and day out. So the easiest way to picture Jahari's window is to think back to when you're on the playground and you played four square. You have four big blocks, right? And each square represents a quadrant. There's four parts to Jahari's window and each of these parts is going to fit into each one of those squares. I strongly encourage you, if you have something to write with, to draw this out because it makes a lot more sense when you can actually see it. So quadrant number one is going to be in the top left, and we're going to call that the open self. This is information that you and both others know about you. So, for example, I like football. I played football in college. I watch football on Sundays and Saturdays, and I'm comfortable with sharing that with other people. The open self quadrant is known to self and known to others. Quadrant number two is going to be right under the open self in the bottom left corner. And this quadrant is called the hidden self. This is information that you know, but others don't know. These are things you have chosen not to tell other people for whatever reason. Now, quadrant number three is called the blind self. This is gonna go in the top right square. This is information that you personally don't know, 
but others do know about you. The people who are going to see the blind self are mostly close friends. They've seen you at your best and your worst. And feedback from others in this area can make you more aware of your negative traits, but also your positive traits that you may not be appreciating. This is also where insecurities usually lie, which we'll go into more detail on as we get further in the episode. So last but not least is quadrant number four. This is information that you don't know and others don't know as well. It is completely unknown. It's untapped potential, undiscovered traits, and unexplained behavior. Now, as we go into further detail about each quadrant, I want you to keep an open mind, examine your own life, and participate in the exercise that is Jahari's window. So quadrant number one, the open self. I'm not going to spend too much time here. But you want to make sure your open quadrant is as large as possible because it eliminates distress, conflict and miscommunication. Being as open and as vulnerable as possible sends the message to others that one, you're not perfect, but you're okay with it. And two, they're allowed to be vulnerable and be their authentic selves as well. Quadrant number two, the hidden self. Again, this is information that we see, we know, but we keep hidden from others. And we all have these areas in our lives, let's be real. But kind of what we touched on in the open self, your willingness to, to be vulnerable and share those experiences about yourself at a level where you feel comfortable and encourages others to decrease their hidden area. And you'll start to notice a very important shift. You'll start to create a climate where Failure is not an end, but an opportunity to learn and develop a new skill. Moving on to quadrant number three, the blind self. As we had mentioned earlier in this episode, this is usually where insecurities lie. The first step in solving a problem is seeing it. You cannot solve what you don't see, which lies the irony in the blind self. (laughs) You know, we can't address what we haven't identified. And like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, self-awareness plays a huge part in our ability to lead others, which is why it's imperative that we adopt this narrative if we want to flourish. There are things about me that I can't see that are affecting my relationships, my success, and my purpose, which can be a very weird feeling when you sit back and think to yourself that other people can see things about me and experience in my presence that I can't even see myself. It's almost like when your mom walked into your room when you were a kid and she's like, man, something stinks, something smells bad, but you're like, I don't smell anything. You become nose blind to it. But this isn't always a bad thing. The people you keep close could notice your ability to provide for others or influence a large crowd or nurture and care for someone in need. And the whole time, it's just what came natural to you. You had no idea. Lil Wayne said it best. You don't know what you're doing till you stop doing it. Which is why it's so important to keep a solid circle and be cognizant of who you call your friends. Because outside of your family, that's who you spend the most time with. And at the end of the day, you hope your relationship is on a level where y'all can bring to light and celebrate each other's successes but also call each other on your bullshit. I was watching a video on YouTube and the speaker said, 
we can see fruits, but we cannot see roots. You know, an example of that would be people see the results. They see the money, they see the cars, they see the fame, but they don't see the work that you put in. They don't see what's done in the dark. And so this same analogy applies to ourselves. You know, we can see how we interact with others, but sometimes we can't really explain why we feel a certain way or, or, or why we chose to react in that way. And so the roots, what we can't see, are in the blind self and in the unknown self. And the fruits show up in the open self and in the hidden self. You know, when I first came across this, I said, I'm not insecure. I keep everything 100, open, honest, and transparent. But I had to take a deeper examination of myself because I found that insecurity doesn't always show up as insecurity. You know, it's hard to say that you don't have the sickness if you don't know the symptoms. The CDC report found symptoms of anxiety disorder in 2020 were three times that of those reported in 2019. The prevalence of depressive disorder was four times that of 2019. So you have a lot of people dealing with all these fruits of jealousy, anxiety, aggression. But what they don't know is, you know, I'm really not sad. I'm insecure. I'm really not clingy. I'm insecure and so on and so forth. So the best way to identify our roots is to have that tough conversation with one of our friends or our family members or whoever you spend the most time with. You know, it's always a tough pill to swallow because we all try so hard to be our best selves. But once you take that hard look in the mirror, you'll be able to course correct and take another step towards being that best version of yourself. So last but not least, the unknown self. And this is probably my favorite to talk about. In this realm, we touched on earlier, it's the source of dormant abilities, skills and desires that we possess or experiences that we've had that we've buried in our subconscious for whatever reason. Now, personally, I believe there's two ways, a passive and an active way to unearth these abilities or traits that lie deep within ourselves. The passive way is to allow a season or circumstance or situation to draw out these characteristics in us. You know, sometimes it's a calling or a challenge to reveal the unknown self. And it puts a demand on our life that exposes a deficiency that would not have been exposed if you weren't called or if that challenge wasn't presented, right? You, you almost sort of trip your way and you don't know how strong you are until you're the backup and the starter gets hurt. And now you have no choice but to step into that unknown area or an unfortunate circumstance happens and a relative dies and you have to step up and be the man or the woman of the family. Or you have a multi-million dollar deal on the line and the day of the presentation the lead account rep gets sick and now you have to lead the presentation or what, whatever the case may be. Now, on the contrary, the active approach is observing the unknown self as a place of discovery, a place of trying new things, new experiences, stepping out of your comfort zone, not knowing how things will play out, but taking that proactive leap of faith and living with the outcome. So just to wrap things up in quadrant one, we had the open self, which is known to us and known to others. It's in the top left-hand corner. Quadrant number two, the hidden self, is right below 
the open self in the bottom left. It's known to us, but not known to others. Quadrant number three, the blind self, is in the top right-hand corner. It's not known to ourselves, but it's known to others. And finally, the unknown self in the bottom right-hand corner. It's not known to us, and it's not known to others. And I'll close with this. Our goal is to be in the open space as much as possible. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of who you are. And the more that you develop into the bold and courageous leader that you've been called to be, the more you'll deepen your awareness and understand how exactly you're impacting others. We all have blind spots, unknown areas, but that's why we have such great friends and support to intentionally help us to manage these quadrants that we can't see. I hope you all enjoyed this exercise. I hope it allowed you to reevaluate, reassess, and examine some areas in your life in a way that you haven't looked at before. If you like this exercise, I encourage you to share it with your friends and your family so that they can also receive the same insight and understanding that you now receive today. Thanks again for tuning in to the GoPro podcast. This is another episode with your host, Nate Brown. Take care. Thanks for listening to the GoPro podcast with your host, Nate Brown. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.